1: We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett.
2: Thank you for joining us today. It is Friday, September 30th. Hard to believe it's the last day in September. Boy, I tell you, it's been a busy month. It's been a great month. And I thank you so much for, for you stuck with us all month. You're, you stayed with the Winning Side Broadcast. We're so thankful to have you on this uh, last, uh, the, the last day of the, the, the week, Monday through Friday our, for our broadcast, last day of this week for the broadcast and the last day of September. We're glad to have you on the radio, uh, 95.9 FM, those on the radio app, those on our podcast, uh, we welcome you. And then those who are watching today on Facebook, And those who are watching uh, by way of YouTube, we're glad to have you, and I hope you're doing well. Uh, We're looking forward to a great day Sunday, of course. uh, uh, I I think we need some rain. I don't know how much we need. I don't know how much we'll get with all of this, um, the hurricane and the effects of all of that. But uh, I hope you're doing well today. And, uh, you know, whatever the weather is. Uh, I was talking to a businessman, um, and not even in Roanoke Rapids, so don't try to guess who it was. I was talking to a businessman uh, recently, and he was just talking about the weather, and I was talking about how nice it was and just how pretty it was on a particular day. And he said, "Yeah, but you know, we just we have to take what we get." And uh, I, I said, "Well, that's true, but uh, you know, I, I hope you rejoice no matter what the weather's like." And I, I certainly I don't comment on. Uh, a beautiful day just because you know all the other days are terrible but I think we ought to count our blessings and I think when it is a particular day you know whether it's rain that we need or it's we have some sunshine or we have a nice cool breeze or whatever I think we ought to to stop and take notice and thank God for that we don't deserve any of that Uh, but God is so good to us and just the fact that we are living and breathing, and the fact that uh, we we can be saved, and we can have a home in heaven, and we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we are, we're blessed. And uh, I hope we don't don't complain, and don't be a miserable, grumpy Christian. Uh, That's no way to live for sure. But today, I wanna say happy birthday, Betty Brown, Jacob Friday, Brother Chris Jones, uh, Jan Sharon and Fats Warren. All five have birthdays today on this last day of September. And Happy birthday to you folks. Hope you have a great day. Uh, Brother Fats, I know we don't usually announce people's ages uh, on the radio, but uh, Brother Fats is 88 years old. And what a blessing. Hope you pray for him and Miss Nora. They are a blessing. Brother uh, Jones, Brother Chris Jones, he is... Uh, Uh, Been a blessing to us in our ministry, our bus ministry and our jail ministry. And we thank the Lord for that. And hope you remember these folks uh, in uh, prayer today. And if you see them, congratulate them uh, on their birthday. Let's get ready for Sunday. We have a great day coming up Sunday. And then next Tuesday, ladies, I want to encourage you to be a part of our Ladies Fall Fellowship. It'll be here at the church. There'll be a meal. Uh, we have a, a pastor's wife that'll be in town, and uh, she will be speaking to ladies, give a word of challenge. It'll be great. And uh, let's uh, remember that. And then let's keep in mind, one week from tomorrow is our church harvest party, and that'll be out at the school property. That's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, lots of good food. We'll have uh, games and activities and fellowships and bonfire and wagon rides. It's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, I know Brother Dan's got the inflatables coming for the kids, and it's going to be great, and I hope you make plans for that. Not tomorrow, uh, but it will be on October the 8th. Uh, That Saturday will be our harvest party. And then Teen Spectacular is coming up just uh, about 10 days away, 11 days away. Uh, with Brother Kenny Baldwin. Hope you'll be in prayer for that. Well, here's a great song, God's Word Changes Lives. And I'm glad it does change lives. It changed my life. And, uh, you know, God's Word changes life. The gospel uh, changes lives uh, when we get saved. But God's Word ought to be constantly doing a changing work in your life and in my life. It's called sanctification. Uh, you get saved and you become a child of god but you still have the flesh and you still have that sin nature and so every day you've you're in a battle every day you're in a fight against the old nature the the sinful fleshly nature And that's where God's Word comes in. God's Word changes you, and it changes me. uh, That we might be conformed, the Bible says, to the image of God's Son, that we might be more and more like Jesus every day. And I hope that's your desire. Here's this song um, that we'll listen to, God's Word Changes Lives. And after this song, we'll get into Psalm 142. And I think we'll finish up this psalm today uh, right after this song.
0: Know the savior will gladly testify how God's word brought conviction the hour they met Christ it may have been a still small voice but they heard the master's call learning in that moment when they surrendered all God's word changes lives it's The lost find salvation, the foolish become wise. God's word changes lies. The essence of its message, the truth will never change. God so loved He gave His Son that sinners could be saved. And whether read or preached or sung, once it has been heard, the authority of Scripture will leave no heart unstirred. by salvation, the foolish become wise, God's word changes lives, so church of God proclaim this truth till every soul has heard, the power of the gospel, in God's unchanging word, unchanging word. Salvation, the foolish become wise. God's word changes lives. 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 God's word changes lives.
2: for that. Psalm 142. I think we're going to try to finish up today. We see it's the prayer of David, the Psalm of David when he was in the cave. But then we saw not only David's prayer, but we saw David's problem. He showed God his trouble. Uh, He made his complaint uh, known to God and uh, he let God know what was going on. You know, I've said it several times. God knows what you're going through. God knows what you're thinking. God knows the thoughts and the intents of our heart. But when we pray, We are being honest with God. We are admitting to God, God, I don't have this under control. God, I need you. God, I've got a problem. Would you help me? I need you, please, God, would you help me? And so uh, that was David's uh, problem, his complaint that he made known to God. I'm not talking about complaining, oh, my life's so bad. Oh, no, no, that's not what he's doing. He's just telling God, he said, God, I've got these problems and I need you to help me. And God does help, but he is able to help us. I, I know that for a fact. Verse, uh, let's see, number three, we see not only David's prayer and uh, David's problem, but then we see number three, David's path. Uh, David's path. It says in verse number uh, three, In the way wherein I walked, uh, have they privily laid a snare for me, but thou knewest my path. I looked on my right hand, and beheld, there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. And, of course, we talked about that song these last two days by Charles Weigel. Uh, No one ever cared for me like Jesus. I was telling Brother Nathan yesterday after the broadcast, uh, Charles Weigel, in the later years of his life, after being an evangelist and a preacher and singer and songwriter and all that, he went to uh, Highland Park Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which was the home of Tennessee Temple University. Dr. Lee Robertson was the pastor there for 40 years and six months. And that church uh, at one time... Uh, had a membership of 40,000 people. Uh, they would have on Wednesday nights uh, for their prayer meeting, uh, they would have five and six, thousand people that would come on Wednesday nights alone. It was just amazing work. And the college, I think the college at one time was four or five thousand students uh, there in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. but they they built a, a music, a building, a music building and dedicated it to Charles Weigel. And he lived out his days there in Chattanooga, Tennessee, under the ministry of Dr. Lee Robertson. What a great man. What a great testimony. But uh, what great trial he went through. And uh, God used him to write that song and many other songs. Um, I believe the song, I I should have gotten a list. I believe he wrote the song, Living for Jesus, A Life That Is True, Striving to Please Him in All That I Do, and, uh, and several others. Charles Weigel was preaching. And I don't know this song, I've never heard this song, uh, but one day he was preaching, uh, one of the last times he preached at Tennessee Temple University, and he preached something about living in the outskirts of heaven. I think what he was saying was, he says, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting close, and I feel like I'm almost there, and I feel like God's blessed me and done so much. And Lee Robertson, after that message said, you ought to write a song about that. He penned a chorus about living in the outskirts of heaven. And uh, by the way, when we get to heaven, we're not going to live in the outskirts. Uh, But I hope down here, I hope you feel like you got a little piece of heaven already, just walking with Jesus, going to church, serving God, reading your Bible, spending time with God's people, and uh, get a head start, right? It's going to be wonderful. And uh, I hope that uh, you have your your eyes set on that which is above, not on things that are below. Number four, we see in Psalm 142, David's portion. We talked about this yesterday. But he says, uh, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. He said, God, you are my refuge. You have never failed me. God, you have never let me down. You know, a portion is a a part or a possession or it could be an award. And David said, God, you are my part. You're all I need. You are all I want. God, you are my portion. God is what I have and God is truly all I need. He is enough. God is sufficient for you. He is all that you will ever need. And when you come to the place where God is all you have, that's when you will find that he is all you need. David was out of his city. He was in a cave. He was out of his palace. He was away from his resources and his provisions, and he didn't have all of uh, the things that he normally would have, but he said, God, all I need is you. You are my refuge. You are my shelter. You are my trust. He said, in the land of the living, you're my portion. Well, He said, not just when I get to heaven, but right now, right here and right now, he said, I know that I have God with me. God doesn't just provide a refuge, but I'm thankful to tell you today that God is the refuge. He's the refuge for your soul. He is the shelter in the time of storm. And David recognized that. He said, God, you are my portion. But then number five, let's close with this. It says in verse number uh, six, "Attend unto my cry for I'm brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Verse 7, bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me, that I may praise thy name. We see David's praise. He says, God, would you bring me out of prison? Because I just want to praise you more. Uh, I, I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be discouraged. I want to be joyful joyful. I want to be with uh, the righteous that are all around me. I want to be with God's people. And I want to praise your name more and more and more every day. I think about the story of Paul and Silas. You know what Paul and Silas did, right? They got a head start. They said, hey, we're in a prison. Not just, not just uh, you know, in, by way of illustration or not just, you know, feeling like we're in prison. They were in prison. But you know what they did? They said, hey, let's not wait till we get out of prison to praise God. Let's praise Him right here and right now. And at midnight they sang and praised God and God sent an earthquake. And uh, I want to encourage you, don't wait till you get out of the cave to start praising God. Praise Him while you're in the cave. Praise Him uh, while you're in the valley. Don't wait for the sunshine. Praise God even while you're in the rain. And trust God and give God the glory for what He's done. I like the song uh, we sang: I Can't Help. Uh, But praise the Lord for all he's done. God's been so good. Let's praise him today. This psalm, Psalm 142, it begins with a prayer. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, but it ends in verse 7. It ends with a praise. I hope you'll take some time today to praise God and to thank God and to give God the glory for what he's done. He has done great things. Uh, God is worthy of our praise. Let's not be silent today. Let's open our mouth. Let's lift our voice. And let's give God praise for his goodness in our lives. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. Yes,
0: I'm on the winning side.
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member,